96 FM's own Fremantle Docker, David Mundy. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I know the answer to that. You're well. <laughs> Very well, yeah. <laughs> what did pretty, you not uh, say? pretty hectic Easter weekend for us, getting over to Melbourne, but we mm. come back with four points in the pocket. Yeah. Um, so it's a good, good weekend. Yeah, and on the home front, mate, plenty of uh, Easter eggs for those kiddies, those Monday kids. Yeah, they had a good uh, hunt on the on the weekend on Sunday. My wife did a really good job and uh, got all the videos of it. So right. it was uh, yeah, something really nice to wake up to. All right, second on the ladder. Very cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's obviously early in the season, but yeah. we'd, we'd rather be there than not. And, and we haven't been able to accomplish this kind of start for a little while. So um, the goal now is to keep it keep the ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, against uh, the Bombers, mate, there were some you know tough times in that first half, and their midfield they were getting plenty of centre clearances, and then it just changed, and then all of a sudden it was ten straight goals. It's a big turnaround in the game of footy. Yeah, it's been um, a bit of a trend over the last couple of weeks for us, I guess, is uh, being able to shift gears and, and change slightly how we go about um, you know, our particular game plan for the weekend. But um, I guess being able to stick to how we want to play for four quarters and, and really grind grind out wins has been really pleasing. So it's been nice that the game's opened up in the second half of the last couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, I think being able to kind of just stick with the team as we're not playing you know, particularly well in the first half um, and then recover from mistakes and move on to the next moment has been really strong. Yeah, well, I think even I know you don't have to be a football expert to know that going from 2021's worst fourth quarter side <laughs> to 2022's best is going to be a good thing. Yeah, it's been really nice, I guess. We've, um, we're feeling like we have a lot of cohesion and, and chemistry between each line. We've played a little bit of footy together now and, and Justin's in his third year as coach and implementing his... Um, strategy for us, so um, we feel like we're kind of all on the same page and in sync, which is really, really pleasing. Mate, you've uh, played at the club with some great goal kickers, Pav being one of those, of course, and Matty Tabner's uh, you know, seven goals. Um, it's up there with some of the best uh, performances by a forward. Yeah, Tabs has come from a long way back, to be honest, as well. He was drafted you know, a number of years ago as mm. a, a really skinny, raw rookie list um, from you know, country Victoria, and um, he's one of the, it was the hardest worker I've ever seen in football. He's, he's so diligent to his preparation um, to the point where sometimes it's to his detriment. He does too much and, and puts himself at risk. But he's, um, he's so dedicated to being the best he can be. And uh, I think it was just reward for him. But I think it really highlights and shows the work that the forwards um, are doing together to you know, get someone out as clear as he was at, at times. You know, they're working together to really isolate, you know, one, one person in particular. Got to feel a little bit for Essendon. They've been ripped apart over their performance. Players were seen standing and walking while Fremantle ran the ball out of defence. Yeah, it's, it's a tough period for them. And, um, you know, I've been through it before um, myself. So, um, yeah, they've just got to, I guess, get back to the basics of, you know, how they identify themselves as a football club and try and get back in sync together. So, good luck mm-hmm. to them. Mate, I know we've seen Andy Brayshaw cop a bit of punishment over the past couple of years when you know, opposition teams went, oh, we've got to target him. Uh, he's He's gone up to that A-list sort of category now, hasn't he, Andy? Yeah, Andy's, Andy's greatest strength is his work rate and he does everything really well. That's why he's such a good player, I yeah. guess. But um, even when he's being tagged, he's, he's such an aerobic beast that he can just work through things. And um, what, what he's become really good at is the sacrificing of his own game at times when... You know, when he does have that really tight tag and he potentially can't you know, break clear of it for the moment, he's really become strong at um, you know, positioning around stoppages or around the ground that opens things up for other players. And, um, and then I guess we've seen a couple of times this year to the point where 
everyone else is going well enough that they, you know, the opposition decide to break the tag and then he just explodes. So um, he's having another great start to the season and, and um, like the rest of us, hopefully he can keep it going. There's really only one not quite so positive, a bit of talk that Sonny Walters looks like he's lacking some of his confidence in front of the goals. How do you get him back to his dangerous usual self? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's lacking confidence. He's certainly been a bit wayward, um, mm-hmm. and sort of Sonny that we re- remember and really love. And, mm. and you know, ideally, he'll he'll get that radar back. But I think Sonny's work without the football at the moment is career best. He's we've, we're seeing it every week, but he's really chasing, harassing, tackling the opposition, and getting himself getting himself some really great opportunities and really great looks at goal. And you know, with the ball in hand, into our forward fifty, which we know that he's really deadly with. So. Um, I think Sonny's going okay. The scoreboard and all that is just a result of the work that he's doing and will come. Um, but if he keeps playing the way he is and doesn't kick a goal for the rest of the year, uh, I'd be pretty happy with how he's going. Yeah. Okay. Now, David, modern footy, before we go to a break, uh, just got to be careful. Don't frown at umpires. Don't look and point at the screen. Uh, don't stage because you might, <laughs> if you do any acting out there, you might get a $1,000 fine. <laughs> Things are changing, aren't they? The, the rule changes and the rest of it. Yeah, and, I, and to be honest, I'm all for it. I think, um, you know, the... The core reason for it is to, you know, promote umpiring and protect umpiring in yep. community um, leagues in particular. Yeah. Um, they would obviously feel a lot more vulnerable than the guys uh, who, are, you know, have security guards and protected in the AFL scene. And, and I think if we can, you know, bear the brunt of pretty dramatic change now and in 20 years' time, you know, putting arms out to an umpire is seen by the general public and by all of us as dissent, I think it will be a good thing. Oh. Excellent. From a man it's right nice there. nice to hear you say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's quite refreshing. We're talking to number 16, the champ from, uh, of course, our Dockers, and uh, we're speaking with Dave Mundy. And, David, does it have to be a win against Brisbane or Melbourne for the uh, entire comp to take uh, the Freo Footy Club seriously this year? Uh, that'd be nice. That'd mm. be very nice. But, yeah. uh, no, we're, we're happy just um, going about our business and, and doing what we need to do. We got, um, we've obviously had a pretty nice start to the season, but we've got a, um, some pretty big challenges coming up. Matthew Pavlich says the team is a certainty to finish top four um, yeah. in defence of the commentators on Sunday, still not taking Fremantle particularly seriously. Yeah, well, that's not really flying under the radar, is it? Pat's mm. a bit off script there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, no, we've clearly had a really nice start to the year, but I feel like to this point we've done what we've had to do and um, you know almost what was expected a little bit. I think our win against Essendon, um, over in over at Marvel shows that we've um, you know grown a little bit as a group and getting those away wins uh, you know vitally important to end of season hopes. So um, as I said, we're just trying to keep our nose to the grindstone and go about our business and, and refocus to Carlton this week. I was watching the Carlton uh, the app on the weekend. Dave and Carlton were absolutely creaming Port, and then Port came back, but Carlton got away with it. One of those lucky ones. So they'll be well and truly fired up. They're in pretty pretty good nick at the moment. The Blues. Yeah, they're going really well. They've got a really strong brand. Michael Voss has come in and, and really transformed how they're going about it, to be honest. And that's been a bit of a trend for them, starting games really, really well. So, mm. um, you know, it's going to be red alert early for us and, and hopefully we can at least match them in that in that area and, and you know, go into quarter time, you know, pretty even. They will be a test. And they're also optimistic Patrick Cripps will be back. Yeah, that's a bit unfortunate. Patrick yeah. would have been nice for him <laughs> to have a bit of a rest. Just have one more week, mate. The big yeah. West Aussie. Yeah. 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 But, the shortest hamstring injury I've ever seen. But, um, 
Yeah, he's obviously a, a really big pillar of strength for them and, and really vital to how they go about it. So mm. um, him along with a number of others, to be honest, their whole yeah. team's had a really great start to the year. Yeah, their forwards in good in particular, uh, Charlie Kearney, you got five on the weekend. Uh, they're, they're pretty dangerous, but we've got the best defence in the league, apparently, for our... Yeah, well, I think we're, we're well matched, to be honest. So, um, yeah, we've got nightmares of um, McKay at um, Eddie Hadle Marvel Stadium last year. So yeah. hopefully we can limit supply into their big boys and um, you know, get some going our way. What about uh, former Docker now Blue, Adam Chera? He's going to play at Optus uh, for the first time since leaving. Clairsy suggested earlier he might cop a booing. Oh, yeah, potentially. That's up to each individual, <laughs> I guess. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Adam's had a, had a good start to his you know, Carlton tenure and um, hopefully we can you know, send them off with no points and a yeah. bit of a loss. Absolutely. Yeah. And, That's uh, the way to handle it. And how about Schultze, mate? How's Lockie going? He's, uh, is he out of ISO? What's his story? Yeah, so he got out yesterday. He came into the club after we'd all left to do a bit of a um, you know, flush run and assess how his body's put up you know, um, through his isolation. So um, he'll be a little bit of a you know, push the boundaries throughout the week and just see how he recovers. But I guess ideally for all of us, he, he comes back into our side. He's been you know, very important for us over a number of years now. Mm. So it'd be nice to have Lockie back. But he's, yeah, he's out of isolation and building through the week. And are you all good? Because we didn't see you at training yesterday. Yeah, no, I'm okay. Just um, take it easy sometimes on these short turnarounds yeah, uh, early yes. in the week. So, um, yeah, it's a bit strategic with training and yeah. what we do sometimes. So. Oh, now you're in your late 20s, Dave. You've got to look after yourself, mate. Yeah, exactly. You've earned yeah, yeah. it. You've earned it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good to talk to you, Dave. All the best on the weekend here at home. Thank you, guys. Good luck. The Dockers, you, in, the Dockers and the Blues. Mm. I reckon there'll be a big crowd for that one.